So I'm last minute writing something. It's always something, and it's usually this guy's fault. Amen. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Tonight we're going to be finishing the book of Galatians, Lord willing. And you say, how are we going to get through an entire chapter 6? Well, it's not that it's hard as you think. You know, so some chapters are harder to get through. Sometimes you, you get through about a half of a verse and you just got to stay there for a while. Amen. But what has the theme of this letter been throughout the entire letter of Galatians, the book of Galatians? Liberty. Liberty that we have in Christ. Liberty, 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 liberty. Is that Liberty Mutual? Am I saying it right? Amen. <clears throat> Chapter 1, we saw where Paul wonders uh, why they have so soon left the gospel and he accuses those that preach any other gospel uh, that they'd be uh, accursed. Amen. He learned that, uh, we learned that <clears throat> um, where Paul told us that he didn't get the gospel from men, but he got it from God, and then when he gets saved, he immediately what? He immediately started preaching. That throws out a lot of excuses for a lot of people, don't it? Amen. Chapter 2, we learn uh, Paul shows when he gets, <clears throat> Paul shows when he went up again to Jerusalem and for what purpose, why he went there. Uh, we saw in chapter 2 that Titus was not circumcised. Chapter 2, uh, Paul had to uh, step up to Peter to his face and say, hey, look, you're teaching wrong. You're trying to add something to salvation. That's all in chapter 2. Um, also, why he and others being Jews do believe in Christ to be justified by faith and not by works. That was part of the deal when he had to withstood, when he withstood Peter to the face. Chapter 3, uh, Paul uh, uh, asked what, what, what changed, what, what caused them to move to leave the faith and hang upon the law. Talk about being justified by faith and not by the law. For the law was never for salvation. The law was never to be justified. And then chapter 3 in Galatians, and it's such a good chapter, talking about sharing in the blessings of Abraham, tying into true Israel. Amen. That's important to know. That's important doctrinally. Chapter 4, how uh, they were under law till Christ came as as an heir is under the guardian till he be of age. Amen. Paul used uh, the, the adoption uh, analogy. And then talk about Christ's freedom from the law. Uh, no, more law no longer servants under it. Uh, shows that in chapter 4 shows that we were sons of Abraham by the free woman. I enjoyed that study. Chapter 5, he he, he, he encouraged them to stand their liberty, uh, encouraging them again, look, look, we're, we're, we're not to observe circumcision, but rather love. It, it's love. He lays out the works of the flesh last week, and then compared to the fruits of the Spirit, then he exhorted her, look, you know, walk in the Spirit. If you're led of the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brother Rob, would you open this message in a word of prayer? We'll get right into it. Paul, in this last chapter of this letter, it, it, the way he wrote it, it's as if he's trying to 
squeeze his last thoughts on paper as if he's running out of scroll. Complete speculation. Could very well be. <laughs> but complete speculation. But that's as it, that's, that's the, the form in which he's writing. Just, he, he's, he's, he writes down a whole bunch of things, uh, but doesn't really speculate. Not speculate. Doesn't really uh, 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 build it up. He doesn't really... Uh, um, going to detail, just telling you things, and mostly last-minute encouraging things, as if when when you're when somebody's babysitting your kids, Rob or Tony, and like um, on your way out the door, Jessica's telling the babysitter, "Oh yeah, and don't forget this. The number is on the fridge, and you can do this." And and um, oh, don't forget change their diaper. I think one's wet. And the, as they're walking out the door, just keeps throwing out these last-minute things. Don't forget this. That's kind of what chapter six is like. So. Understanding that, that'll help us understand it as we start reading it. That seems to be the mindset of Paul because just, he's just writing things down, shotgun really of uh, summarization really of the last five chapters. Amen. So that's why we're going to get through a lot real quick. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Consider in thyself, lest thou also be tempted. He said, bear you one another's burdens, and also fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man thinketh himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. That reminds me of how a toddler will point out a baby's mistakes. Right? And, and the preteen will be pointing to the eight and nine-year-old, being like, look, they're messing it up. Look, I know better than he does. Just like the teenager to the preteens be like, oh, I'm so much more mature. I'm in the seventh grade and he's in the fourth grade. Oh, my goodness, look at all the things that he does wrong. It's no different than any level of maturity in any stage of life. But especially when we're talking about growing in faith and growing in the spirit, being led of the spirit. That's what young Christians do. You know, that... Uh, um, you know, I, I've been in church for a month, so I'm going to tell this one that who's, who missed a service how they ought not to ever be unfaithful. Right? It's the same thing as the toddler pointing to the, the little bitty baby. Amen. The immature always seems to be so quick to point out the fault in other people, yet they themselves will often think that they've arrived. Verse 4, he says, but let every man prove his own work, and then uh, shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, for every man shall bear his own burden. I got to looking at this, and that word prove, that means to try or to examine. You know, I, I knew that, but it's like I forgot it. As soon as I looked it up, I was like, ah, I knew that. It means to examine. You know, uh, David, prove me, Lord, prove me, you know. Uh, we, we, we have these... Uh, our culture definitions of words, and, and we, we try to attribute that to them, and it's not always the same, right? Um, but Paul is telling the reader to examine yourself before you go to try to help out a brother. Then he says, and, and when, if you do, do it in a spirit of meekness. That, that toddler doesn't do it in a spirit of meekness to that baby. That, that preteen's not doing it in a, in a spirit of meekness, Miss Ruby, not even in the least. Amen. It's like, it's like nobody wants to get relationship advice from, that, from the new couple. 
Yeah. Congratulations. You've been dating for three weeks. I know. You know how to be a good boyfriend and girlfriend. You tell everybody, right? That's how they do. You've been married for a month. I know. You can give everybody advice how, how a good marriage should be, right? The same thing with the Christian. Been saved for a little while. I had a. We're at, we're at elderlies, and, and my sister. I think what exactly she was buying. It was, it was mandolin. There's how to pick mandolin for beginners and in in um, intermediate. Thank you, because I could not think of that word. I was going to be lost in a second. Beginners, intermediate, and like advanced, right? My sister, who couldn't pick anything, she knew like four or five chords she could chop and barely keep along, right? Um, one chop, one style of strumming. And uh, she looks at me, she goes, um, I've been playing for a few years, so I'd be intermediate, right? No. Just because you've been playing for a few years does not mean you're intermediate. Just because you've been in church a while doesn't mean you really grew at all, right? right? And we get that mindset that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm more than I am. I think we're all guilty of that, amen. Except for me, I'm perfect. You guys laugh at all the wrong times. <laughs> Amen. It's like that guy that loses five pounds and they tell everybody else how they need to lose weight. Like, okay, you know. Amen. Amen. Let's look at verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. We sure know what it means to sow to the flesh. What does it mean to sow to the Spirit? We know this. We hit it pretty hard last week. But, right, we can sow the flesh all day long by... Uh, uh, Spending anything, spending any amount of time that pleases the flesh. That's sowing to the flesh. But how do we sow to the spirit? Just think about how many, I, did, I don't even want to say hours. If we're honest, how many minutes did we spend praying this week? How many minutes did we spend reading in the word of God, let alone studying? How much time do we put into godly things like discipleship? Ooh, that's something that isn't used much. Working around the church. Just just things that are godly things, things, things for the kingdom, amen. Look at verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That word, I don't even want to try to pronounce it, ekluo, if I'm saying it right. That's a Greek word. You know what that means? It means... To relax, to faint. So, so it's not just saying if you're to read that, and let us not be worrying well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. It's, the, the, it's not saying that we're going to reap, but as long as we don't fall over dead, we'll reap. No, it's like riding a bicycle, uh, right? You, you're, you're, just because you, when, when you relax, there's a, whole, there's a whole lot of ground you could have covered if you kept pedaling. Right? And, 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 and let us not be wearing well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. It's not talking about falling over dead. <laughs> it's talking about relaxing. Why do I say that? Why do I bring that up? 
Because there's a lot of relaxing. That the, the church in 2022, the church, the whole church in general is relaxed. I can't tell you how many people said, man, I'm going to just, you know, ever since COVID, I, I, it's so much easier just watching that on TV. I don't have to go in. We're relaxed. We're relaxed. Anything that caters to the flesh, we're relaxed and we like it. I don't know if you've noticed, but if you watch TV or you watch politics, or you watch the earthquakes, you watch uh, um, the, the, the sinful state of mankind nowadays, but this isn't a good time to relax and just coast. But to the contrary, Amen. Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let's continue on. Verse 10. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. And you think, well, well, why especially to those who are the household of faith? Hey, because we're a family. Brother Charlie and Brother Timmy, they're not members of the church, but they're the household of faith. They're, they're brothers in Christ. Amen. So unfortunately, we got to be nice to them. Amen. It's biblical. Amen. <laughs> when we... Uh, it's actually... It's actually a telltale sign that we love Christ when you love the brethren. Um, um, you know what? We, we got a moment. We're going to be done early tonight, but keep your place in Galatians. Go to 1 John 3.16. Not John 3.16, but 1 John 3.16. Right towards the end of our Bible, 3 John's Jude and Revelation. So comparing verses in Galatians 6, 10, it says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. Look at 1 John three sixteen. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he, is laid, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know, it's a telltale sign of the heart of a believer when they're bitter at people all the time, or they got a problem with that brother or sister in Christ. How could I be right with God when I'm upset with Miss Kathy? You know, it really, it's really, you know, it's like, how can a preacher get up and preach when he's not right with his wife? You can't and be effective. You just can't. But yet people try to do it. That's why it's so important to read and pray and spend time with the Lord every single morning. Amen. Verse 11, Galatians 6, 11. You see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. It just, what's crazy about this is he, he, this whole chapter is like a shotgun. He's just throwing things out. You know, hey, don't, don't forget, put the milk away. Get the clothes out of the dryer. Just last minute stuff he's, he's trying to get down. And in the middle of it all, he takes the time to say, look how big letters I write. We've all heard and. And, and we speculate that, that Paul had um, issues with his eyes, and it's very likely seems so, right? 
writing so big. Um, it's also very possible that um, he was having someone else write this letter for him. And he jumped in there because it was not abnormal for when somebody else would write a letter for you that you would write a line or two for yourself. And he might have jumped in here at this point and said, look how big letters I write. And that also might add to the shotgun of just thoughts that he has. Uh, just interesting things to consider. Amen. Amen. Uh, look at verse 12. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh that constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the word uh, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy. And look at this. And upon the Israel of God. It sounds odd to say the Israel of God because we always read it, the God of Israel. I was reading in bed a few nights ago going over this verse over and over again. It kind of messed with my brain when it said the Israel of God. It's always God of Israel. Why would it say the Israel of God? Because it means exactly what it's saying. The Israel of God. It's, it's putting uh, um, uh, authority over Israel as uh, uh, their gods. Uh, um, uh, their God, amen. Um, put it in this context. If there's, an Israel of, if there's an Israel of God, that means that there's an Israel that's not of God. You don't have to turn there, but Romans 9, 6 says, Not as though the word God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. I spent quite a bit of time on that, and there's more proof text for that, but just because you're in the church doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you're national Israel doesn't make you true Israel. Just because you're a Jew doesn't make you the Israel of God. I love how, I love how when, when we're reading that it's us that needs to change and change our thing into what it says because it was never wrong, even though it sounded wrong to me when I read it, Israel of God, amen. Verse 17, from henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, amen. What's the, what's the theme of all of Galatians? We've spent the last, I don't know, two months, two and a half months going through six chapters. Liberty, liberty, liberty that we have in Christ. Let's not use it for an occasion to, you know, abuse it. Just like grace. Oh, God gives us grace and what do we do with it? We abuse it. We abuse it so much. We act like spoiled, rotten kids that, you know, God's been so good to us. God's been so good to us. I thank God for his grace. We don't want to abuse it. We want to enjoy the liberty he gave us. Amen. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. I thank you for this study. Uh, I know it wasn't very deep tonight, Lord, but I pray that you be honored in it. And uh, thank you, Lord, for giving us liberty 
uh, Lord, not just not just in our Christian walk, but liberty, Lord, uh, uh, in our everyday lives, but but also liberty in in studying Your Word each individually, Lord, uh, not limited to only the preacher. Gets